0: same way a parent would illustrate to their child that yeah hitting your brother's okay because i just slapped you for hitting him
1: Mm. so how does that make you feel
0: it takes me back to the good old days like when ben crosby was a huge influence Mm.
2: Listening to a podcast that encourages you to embrace your vulnerabilities and authentic self. This is your transformation station, and this is your host, Greg Favaza.
0: My place is cleaned. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of work, just trying to figure out myself and healing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, rucking a lot. Yeah. I like rucking.
1: wish you would have liked it when you uh, did your EIB. Yeah,
0: I knew. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did. Yeah. And then, not, I wasn't hydrated at all. <laughs> yeah. That will forever be embedded into my mind. I know. I <laughs> was just taking a taking a shit in front of uh, everybody.
3: Not even your first mile in. <laughs> <laughs> had to give you a pair of my socks.
0: <laughs> oh, God, no. It's- just
3: so just so you still have the packing list.
0: Nobody would believe it.
3: <laughs> I told them.
0: I like your profile pic. That's pretty cool.
1: God, that was like yeah. warped toward 2010 or something like that. <laughs>
0: Holy shit! Yeah,
1: God, it was. It was up in Denver too. Such a great time. Like crowd surfing, saw newfound glory. Oh, Blink One Eighty Two. It was great.
0: Nice. It was Very great. Nice.
1: I got so sunburnt, <laughs> dehydrated. It was. It was bad.
0: It looks like some of your tattoos are fresh. On um,
1: uh, no, that's probably because it was like I was sweating. Yeah, or maybe like the sunscreen made it glisten. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, no, those were good
3: times. <laughs>
0: so. so no, I was I was also journaling here like a little bit ago, mm-hmm. and like understanding like child development. When there's no parents around and how that can like impact uh, like a child's success rate for being successful as they become an adult. But I was looking at studies and there's like 70% for children that don't have the father around can end up with anxiety, um, feeling of abandonment to even more severe issues that are psychiatric to alcoholism. And ending up in jail.
3: I can see that.
0: But then, like, what are... I couldn't find any, like, like research with children who have a narcissistic parent and a normal parent that are still together.
1: I think that's... I mean, it's trained behavior, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I mean... I think like maybe cases like still believe in like good old fashioned, like stay married till death do you part kind of stuff, you know, or yeah. you've got like other couples that are probably, you know, like, hey, I had enough, you know, let's get divorced.
0: <laughs> yeah, i like my mom, she, she only like, like, uh, like there's post-secondary education wasn't a thing. For my family, I mean, the only education, my mom went to haircutting school and my dad and he got uh, the military. But after that, I mean, there really wasn't much that taught them the values of how being a parent is important. They just would take what they learned from church and then apply that literally. Yeah. Hmm. No clue. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I was journaling about that and wanted to share that. But what do you think, like, would would that be, like, a good show idea? It's, like, sharing how the, the military can, like, utilizing these FMs, we could polish up on the presentation of it and then relate it to what businesses can do.
1: Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure like everyone has their own infrastructure, but you gotta look at I mean I'm pretty sure, you know, because everyone has their own business model and how they do it and it and it fits to what it is the service that they provide, you know, like like I'm pretty sure like an information technology company, you know, would provide uh, you know, their services different than like say how the army does, which is a you know, a people person, mm-hmm. you know, business to where, you know, they have to have like the rules and regulations to manage people and resources versus like say like an information technology where you know they're they're just sitting at a laptop pushing you know buttloads of information Mm. now i mean i mean some of the principles are probably still there like as far as like you know management and stuff like that but on how like work is conducted on the daily you know it just it changes but i mean if in the you know the f m s have you know been time tested and you know for you know hundreds of years and developed mm-hmm. you know and they're ever evolving based off of new business models i mean was it look at like look at the army's supply chain you know we we basically copied Walmart and amazon you know through what was it um blockchaining
0: oh shit really
1: yeah i mean you, i mean there was a the whole thing about like how the army's the army supply system like revamped itself and you know basically did i think I it's either walmart or amazon you know they copied theirs you know for like distribution purposes to like streamline it better mm. back in the day it used to used to take forever to get parts you know for vehicles or supplies and you know now like within a week or two we're getting everything we
0: need interesting so I'm trying to understand, like, an organization as far as, like, how how refined and complete it is. And the only one that I can come up with is NASA. I feel like that's been around forever, but not long enough. The Army's been around longer, I feel like, but I could be wrong. But their systems, their technology, everything about it is constantly advancing, but everything else seems to be just behind it.
1: Well, I mean, the technology is advancing, but I'm pretty sure the infrastructure of like how to run the business, you know, is, is still like the same. You know, they're probably developing, you know, new departments for the new technology, but you know, the management system is still going to be the same. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you got to, what you got to think of it, like in terms of like, how does a, how does a business like incorporate how they manage their R and D, you know? because you know like with with that new technology it's like you know you got your deadlines you got your financing but then it's like how do we stay on pace with the project
3: you
1: know to know whether it's a you know a bust or not but you know a lot of that stuff's outsourced too you know they,
0: they yeah with, um, all these
1: contracts for all these you know all these
0: places mm-hmm. but with the army yeah you can do that but well to a, have the the
1: thing yeah
0: but in order to have that um that obedience, it's instilled through basic training. So how would you get that from a civilian organization Is it matching up with HR's hiring process?
1: Yeah. I mean, the basic training, though, is just to, like, basic training in the military is just to, you know, set the tone and let people know they're, I mean, I'm not saying, like, we're a conscript army, but... You know, it's 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 getting people mentally prepared for what the army has to offer, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all soldiers first. Mm -hmm. We go through basic training first and then, you know, then you go through your AIT for your job skill. But, you know, the military is a different mindset based on like, yeah, you got to go to war. You got to leave your home. You got to go to another country, possibly shoot somebody. You know, versus where, like, you know, your civilian world, it's like, hey. You're going to go work a nine to five and then you're going to come home and sleep in your own bed. Yes. So, I mean, the conditioning that basic training offers isn't something that's needed
3: in the civilian world. And what would that be? What do you mean?
0: Like the conditioning, like what, what kind of condition, like what I'm thinking of conditioning, I'm thinking of it as a dopamine release when you experience, uh, pleasure or something that a human desires but if we're conditioning somebody to have those healthy mindset or those traits or characteristics of what an ideal good employee is how would we condition them to be that individual
1: i mean we're just we're conditioning to a high stress environment is all we're doing uh you know to Mm. live in a hostile environment um reestablish order and discipline you know like understand what standards are and what dress right dress means you know so it's i think that's how we develop you know the military to be a conscript army so like you know it's like that's why we teach like the basics you know we don't go into you know ttps and anything you know we just tell it we we teach by the numbers that way Mm. down you've been trained the same way and you can pick up the pieces and keep running where i left off
0: and that's like the that's what makes it run so effectively and i think organizations are still trying to establish that kind of culture but there seems to be just a piece missing of that puzzle
1: i mean really now i mean i think it's just the work ethic of everybody you know the Everybody wants, you know, everyone got used to COVID, you know, like stimulus checks and not having to work and collecting unemployment. That they're mm. like shit. You know, I could make money by not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then but then you know, with the rate of inflation, you know, everyone wants more money. So that, you know, even though minimum wage jumped up to what, thirteen twenty five an hour, like mm. people still want fifteen, eighteen, twenty bucks an hour. Yes, you know, to flip burgers you know jobs that were meant to be a stepping stone into a career are now you know that you know working fast food is the career you know they think that working a register is twenty dollars twenty dollars worth you know twenty dollars an hour or worth you know when it you know it's like there's not much skill to it
0: yeah So then
1: but now you know like what the job market's turning into it's like you know, like working fast food is like working waste management now, you know, like nobody wants to do it. So now all these businesses are offering more money for, you know, to, to entice people to come here,
0: you know, and do. So But well, then these organizations are missing more of the deeper incentive that these employees need as far as um, I would say something that's beyond the, the concept of the position that they hold, but also for future positions and setting them up for success for where they want to go in life. Cause I know they didn't just wake up and want to be picking up shit for the rest of their life or flipping burgers.
1: No, they, they didn't, but you know, I mean, but those are the jobs that are available, right? You know, but who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe social media is ruining the employment, you know, workforce because, you know, everyone wants that influencer lifestyle, you know, they're like, you know, they, they spend all their time on a screen looking at people jet setting off to all these awesome places and spending shitloads of money, you know, mm-hmm. around in nice cars, you know, it's to, to where they're like, man, what's the, what's the best way I can make a quick buck to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and now it's, you know, now everyone's looking for the quick buck instead of putting in the work, you know? Without, without realizing that like, these influencers do put in the work, they, mm-hmm. they, they actually live in a high-stress environment. You know, granted, it's a high-stress environment of their own creating, their
0: own creation, but mm-hmm. who knows? So, like, if people are working these part-time jobs, what if they're just... What if it's becoming the point where we have to work multiple part-time jobs, the fact... To even have this lifestyle that we want, and we're willing to sacrifice whatever we can to get that,
3: hmm.
1: but they don't want to work the many part time jobs that's the thing.
0: they just want to hold the role and just and just literally make the easy buck by having leadership tell them what to do. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i don't think we went where you we wanted to go on that one
0: <laughs> no we definitely did that i got i got carried away i was i was were thinking. Trying, to,
1: were trying to dig too deep and in, instead of i was having fun with that one
0: mm-hmm. no nah, i mean I, I think at
1: the bottom line because like so expectation I, I help,
0: management I,
1: I help on like i hop on indeed and like every day it's fast food places hiring because nobody wants to work but then but then there's also like there's other jobs that are hiring like places that require you to have like a CDL or, or you know, that yeah. have like some kind of manual labor, you know? Oh God, where, where was I? Shoot.
0: Uh, on D- Indeed requires at least more qualifications than required for a basic minimum job.
1: Yeah, but CDL. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the, but the, but they're still looking, but people aren't responding to these like job, you know, these, these postings, you know,
3: so mm-hmm.
1: they're offering like twenty bucks an hour, or, or they'll get the job, they'll do it, and then they they just stop showing up, and then you see the same like a like two weeks later, you see the same job posting for the same company, <laughs> you know, it's like these people they go out there and they try it.
0: So my issue with the LinkedIn with the, the my uh, recent experience was going for. Uh, a manage a supervisor position at a car wash, very, um, very well known car wash out here, and I I had to go through three um, interviews. I had to do an online test, and then have the qualifications to be be able to work there. And with all the qualifications, even prior work experience, <coughs> there at, when I was younger, prior to the military. And then speaking with the regional uh, individual who's in charge of everything, I don't get hired. And then they're still hiring. I mean, it's it's been an ongoing process for over a year. And it's like, why did I waste a whole month to, to get a job? And then you you weren't even going to hire me in the first place.
1: It's probably expectation management. You know, it's like, I think having the military background, we're like, hey, you know, we're a veteran. We served our country. Mm-hmm. we we bring a sense of entitlement like hey yeah we, we we're we the perfect hire like of course you know like we're bringing to the table like leadership skills and stuff like that but then you know it's like we have we have no idea what we're doing in the car wash industry <laughs> to be a manager <clears throat> but you know we, like we see it as like yeah yeah like we, we we're, we're gonna bring determination loyalty you know we're mm-hmm. we're gonna push to make your your business succeed But, you know, they don't see that, like, or, you know, maybe we want the mundane job. Like, I applied to go fucking be a baker at a donut fucking place, right? And I'm like, hey, (laughs) fucking 3 a.m. to noon, you know, like, those are some pretty hours, you know, but here it is, you know, like, my resume, all I have is 20 years military, you know, brigade operations, platoon sergeant, squad leader, infantryman, you know, safety, you know, brigade safety NCO, you know. Uh, you know, a safety manager assistant, you know, it's like, okay, but, you know, I still, I still didn't hear back from him. You know, (laughs) I applied. (laughs) You would think, you know, but like, Hey, yeah, we got a retired guy. You know, he, I guess their mindset is, you know, they're so used to hiring people that need a job instead of hiring people who want the job.
0: That's true. Or the fact that you could probably take the person, their job essentially.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's the conversation I had with, you know, Steve over at rhinos, you know, just being the security guy, you know, I'm like, I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, I was like, I love, I love working the bar, you know, and I was like, you know, it, it benefits you more to have a person who wants to be there instead of needs to be there. Exactly. I was like, cause if, cause if I didn't want to be at the bar, I'd be like, Hey, I, I quit. I'm sorry. You know, like. Because, you know, what's the point of me being there if I'm not going to perform my duties to a standard to which, you know, it would be acceptable? You know, I don't want to just go through the motions. I mean, would you Would you mm-hmm. rather someone who wants to be there or who needs to be there? Because if they need to be there, they're just going to do the bare minimum, right?
0: Well, I think he, from my understanding, I think he just wants a body there. Well, he does. Or liability issues only.
1: But what kind of body do you want there? You want somebody who needs to be there or somebody who wants
3: to be there?
0: I mean, his mindset, I, I can't say that, but for my understanding, I would definitely want somebody who wants to be there and definitely a veteran because the majority that rolls up in there are veterans. Yeah. So we have a common understanding.
1: it's like, you got to look at like where people are financially, right? Like I'm retired. So in that sense, it's like, I don't need to work, but I want to work. You know, and yes. not not everyone's like that because, you know, shit, I mean, everyone's struggle. everyone's struggle busing to get there. You know, everyone mm-hmm. needs that. Everyone else needs the job. They don't want the job. Now, I mean, there are those cases where people get the job that they want. But, you know, and those are the people, you know, what is it like the. You know, if you, if you like what you do, you never work a day in your life kind of people, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some people, you know, they, you know, they get stuck, you know, they don't. They don't take the necessary steps to get to where they want to be. And they're just okay getting by. But then, you know, it's like, you know, those those are the same people who come home and bitch every day about work. That's true. That was gross.
0: Did you hear that? <laughs> I tried to do it. <laughs> I had the, the game turned up really loud.
1: I was like, damn, Okay
0: i'm drinking a red bull the the new one that just came out the the pear cinnamon have you tried that
1: no that sounds disgusting
0: oh it's really good it's it's, if you don't chew big red then fuck you (laughs) it's kind of tastes like that that's what's but with the, the people that want to be there and then don't want to be there but the issue that i see is I feel like there's not a place for us as veterans to actually get a job because it says we could, yes, there's veteran preference. Yes, that's all known. And I believe they follow it to protect their company to a certain level of degree. But from applying to different positions, I get overlooked all the time.
1: That might just be resume
0: writing, you know? And that's true. And I had to have somebody, I had to have people review the resume because apparently I was not matching up to what I was illustrating in my behavior. Yes, I'm this person, attention to detail. However, I missed a comma and something very specific that is on the headline. I shouldn't be there. not
1: that. What I'm saying is like, you know, we, we as veterans have a hard time translating our military experience into civilian jargon or how it would qualify for a civilian position which i mean you know sfl tap teaches you know like hey you have your master resume and then based off of what job you're trying to apply for you pick and choose from your master resume what you want to throw into into your resume that for the job that you're applying for Mm -hmm. but but you know then we also get sidetracked because it's like okay as an infantryman right like everyone still wants to stereotype be like, Oh, all you, all you can be you know, good for is like being a janitor or a security guard. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we forget about all of the other tasks that we do on a daily basis. Like, like, okay. You know, like, and I've told you this before. It's like, okay. is Or I think about multiple Mondays, you have mm-hmm. mechanical skills. Yes. Think about when we go to the field and you have to work a radio, you have communication skills.
0: logistics Um, fucking yeah think about operations
1: when you're when you're prepping for a field exercise you have to you have to plan you have to order supplies
0: Mm -hmm. strategic planning
1: you have you know logistical skills so it's like people forget Mm. that you have those skills because we just think of it as like oh it's something we had to go do in order to shoot fucking bullets whereas you know it's like those skills it's like you break it down and be like hey you know like i have experience you know like Logistically planning, you know, uh, you know, programs and exercises and taking care of soldiers, you know. And you relate that, like relate that experience into like, you know, civilian. So if you're trying to get a logistical job, you can be like, hey, I have logistical schematic training or whatever, whatever big words I want to use there. But
3: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, we we forget to take we forget that we do these little tasks on a daily basis. You know. We forget that we do these tasks on a daily basis that, you know, we forget to put it in a resume. Yeah, it's
0: because awesome. it wasn't highlighted as a as something of importance, but just as an expectation yeah. to it, the environment that we're in.
1: Part of the job. Yeah, so yes. Yes. I mean, like, but, you know, here it is. We say, oh, Jesus. You know, on our resume, we put we were a squad leader. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's like okay well all right that that works if we're we're trying to apply for like a team lead position, but then we're like what what kind of team lead are we you know trying to apply for like what kind of business you know are we a team lead at Amazon where we do you know loading and unloading of of trucks you know like
0: see and the hardest thing is like I did the unloading and loading of trucks at Amazon, I did it for a month, and I just jumped in and I, I feel like this is what the army taught me is that I put myself in the situation and I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever you want to move these boxes. I, I'm hustling, just cranking it out. Where do I, and I'm asking the right questions that I have no idea what the lingo is, the jargon or the intent of what it's supposed to happen. But I know we get, we get packages at our door. So I'm assuming we have a specific rack that goes to a specific vehicle And it has to be put in a specific way to match the route. And to my understanding, if I'm driving this vehicle, I can put it in any way I so choose to meet my needs as the delivery driver. And then I start doing it. And like, how do you know that? I don't know. I just, I assume that was the case in the moment when I've encountered the, the first task of the day. And I feel like that's what the military teaches us, just that sliver in that specific situation. And that's applicable. It's a universal skill that it applies to all kinds of situations.
3: Yeah,
1: but I mean, that's probably like common sense, you know, taken over there. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, people do apply, but, you know, like, like the military, there's going to be a trial and error period, too. It's like, hey, don't do it that way because... That's just not how we do things.
3: It
0: yeah.
1: It may be efficient for you, but it's not efficient for the company.
0: You know? So then we understand, okay, well, then what does the company want? They want the their workers to be at ease, to be effective, because we're about to do a 12-hour drive. And if we're going to do it your way, and I'm not working the best that way, now I have to relearn away because I already developed in my head this is what I should do and
1: you're trying to sound too smart right now right
0: yeah uh, it just happens sometimes
1: it's
0: honestly, like a malfunction
1: Obviously, we were talking about resumes and then all of a sudden we got into talking about it
0: yeah you know uh, I'll. I want to go anywhere we go that sounds good to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this one time <laughs> I was on shrooms
0: <laughs> Tell us about shrooms, <coughs> I know. <talking> about <laughs> I know I did it when I was like six fifteen years old i I tried it, and it was it was okay Out were, in the woods those
1: were poga mushrooms
0: <laughs> I don't know if it worked or not, but it definitely felt like the trees were getting taller without moving, yeah so. but um yeah, I mean, in retrospect. With Amazon, I mean, there was hit and miss with understanding the situation, but I feel like our skill sets, it's a, a universal understanding, not just of leadership, but also as presence and conviction and competency in asking the right questions when an average individual wouldn't know what questions to ask because they haven't applied themselves the moment they walked in the door to now being put on the job doing what they're supposed to be doing on day one when we already have addressed we did the research to understand the idea behind the company understand the mission the vision the direction and now the job description and read that to a t and now we know okay what if this situation happens when an individual who doesn't do that, just kind of waits for it to happen and then calls you and says, I don't know what I'm doing. Please help Mm. miles. Please help me.
1: Mm, That's interesting.
0: I think we should, that.
1: that. we should what we should unpack that. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into that.
0: So the, is that a leadership problem or is that the individual problem?
1: Mm, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Greg?
0: Well, I think it could be a combination of both. I mean, if we were to, it depends who's looking at it, would really decide on who's to blame. If it's from a higher superiority of someone looking down, they would say it's the leadership.
3: Mm.
0: Now, the individual who is that leader, depending on their understanding of their job, whether they think it's just a mindless job or if it's actually their career, that can be decided on if they'll take responsibility or they'll blame somebody else.
1: Mm, That's interesting.
0: And it can also be framed throughout the company. If they have um, the vision on the wall and nobody believes it in the first place, that also plays an impact on the leader's actions. And then the individual it's they're learning the culture, the moment they walk in the door. So they're seeing that that's being illustrated. And his behavior making that acceptable the same way a parent would illustrate to their child that, yeah, hitting your brother's okay because I just slapped you for hitting him.
3: Mm.
1: So, how does that make you feel?
0: It takes me back to the good old days, like when Ben Crosby was a huge influence.
1: Mm. I see. <laughs> Those are some interesting facts there, Greg. Said so you ever meet Mr. Crosby uh, in person
0: no but it's been it's kind of it's like a common understood knowledge so how did he influence you I think he influenced my father then that influenced his actions and now he through conversation brought up and connect the dots
1: Hmm. interesting
0: (laughs) yes I'm saying I got my ass whooped that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: Okay. How did that make you feel?
0: Oh, it made me feel <laughs> enlightened. It made me.
1: Every asshole thing was an enlightenment.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it taught me how to dissociate. It taught me how to, um, assess, <laughs> a, assess a condition or a situation and what to look for to protect myself from harm.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was fun.
0: Yeah, no, this is good. I'm, I'm glad we could just get a little something in and and get this a whirl. You, you know,
1: I can now of my majestic unicorn voice.
0: Yeah, no, we'll definitely <laughs> get you polished up. I think give you like a couple of weeks, you'll be flowing with me,
1: mm, like rap battle, huh?
0: Yeah, that's what I want. I know you got. I know you got the skills. I've seen you. In the heat, when you're in those fucking meetings, when people are coming at you with these bullshit things saying we got to get this done, and you're like, Whoa, how's that going to meet the commander's intent with this situation when we're looking at it this way? Oh, I didn't know about commander's intent. <laughs> no, no, but you made it look like you did, and that's what was so cool about it.
1: It was more like
0: his. For your benefit.
1: It was more the army's intent. I'm like, look, you know, the army is a army is like ever rotating cog. It's like everyone act like we were doing this for the first time. And it's like, no, dude, the army works in cycles. We've done this before. We know what we're doing. Like, let's not recreate the wheel.
0: And it's somehow the same way when people experience wet weather road conditions or even snow for the first time of the season.
3: Oh yeah
1: most well, so of they just forget you know and they're like oh but you know what people don't do is they don't pay attention to the cycles and realize it's like they they know winter's coming but they forget everything that they did for winter yeah you know, it's like you know it's like you know like going through like an infantry training cycle like we know there's going to be you know team you know buddy team movement team live fire squad stick squad live fire all the way up to you know the company level, right? But everyone Mm -hmm. forgets that it happens. It's like, no, we we all know it's on the calendar. We know it happens every year. We have to stay proficient. So, but everyone acts so surprised. You know, it's like, oh, we just did squad sticks last year. Be like, yeah, that was last year. You know, it's time to, you know, because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to, you know, dig into the regulations that say, hey, you have to do this yearly to stay proficient Mm -hmm. in your job and stay qualified as a unit. You know, yeah. that's why we do like, you know, the brigade FTXs and, you know, Pinion Canyon or, you know, NTC or JRTC, because it's a qualification for that unit to stay ready for deployment. See, you know, that's why you, my you know,
0: understanding would, if they're bitching and complaining about having to qualify yearly, my, I'm guessing is that they might have gotten out of a qualification from a previous year
1: well no no they they act like they're surprised it's like no the the army legit has timelines for it's like how you have to stay qualified on your weapon every six months right but everyone's like oh we we forgot it's like dude you could literally plan your calendar out a whole year for these training events and then you backwards plan to be like okay hey before going to a range i need to do pmi or i need to do Mm -hmm the est trainer you know and go you go practice that so it's like for to get a company through all right let's say let's get the est a week so a week prior to the range we do the est and a week prior Mm -hmm. to that we do fucking you know we do diamond and washer drills you know and we 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 get everybody's you know i mean that's how the army used to work but now it's we're so compact it's like okay within those within those 2 weeks of training, oh shit, we still got to do like SRP and hearing and people are late on appointments and they're overdue. So not everyone's getting the exact training, you know, at the same exact mm-hmm. time because we're prioritizing HR shit versus training shit, you know, or in the midst of in the midst of going to the range, you know, it's like, "Oh, these vehicles have to go into the motor pool and soldiers got to sit with the vehicles while the mechanics do the, you know, turn wrenches on them for maintenance instead of saying, Hey, all right, Hey, we're blocked for these two, two weeks for rifle marksmanship to go to the range after those two weeks, we'll dedicate, you know, a week towards vehicle maintenance,
0: you know, and relating that to a civilian perspective of an organization, you have to have, uh, EO compliance, uh, sexual harassment understanding. Uh, You have to go through all those little classes and then still be able to do your job effectively.
1: Well, I mean, it just, I mean, I wouldn't go say for all that. It's just, it's just everyone acts like, you know, because we have emails and cell phones and we, we convey information through, you know, various forms of, various platforms of technology, everyone's Everyone's like taskings is always an emergency. Mm-hmm. You know, we we haven't triaged, we haven't triaged like what tasks are like no shit mandatory important versus hey, we got some time, you know, this is it, you know, this is we don't need this until like two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. That person's coming in, be like, we need it to, you know, yes, we need it two weeks from now, but it's today important. And it's like, no, it's not, because then that's what, you know, it's, it's work management, you know, we're not, we're not letting people, or, you know, we're overburdening people with shit, you know, it's like, okay, that's like go, me going to you and saying, hey, I need this, like, by midnight tonight, you get, you bust your ass, get it done by midnight, but turns out I don't need it for, like, another two weeks, so I've just, i just caused unnecessary due stress on you, Yes. When in fact the, the
0: hurry up like, and wait mentality that you it, develop.
1: When in fact I could have been like, hey man, um, I'll give you a week to do this. That way it gives me a week to review it and then I'll present it, you know, on that second week. So but I instead of like instead of saying, you know, instead of saying you know, going after you and saying, Hey, I need this by midnight, I'm I'm giving you that leeway to get it done in a week. You know, because but everyone treats what they need, you know. With, with a sense of like, it's important to me and it's urgent to me may not be important or urgent to you, you know, because you have, you may have other things, place, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, shit has something that's due by midnight, you know, you know, that a week ago you were given something, you know.
0: Something that comes down to the leader saying, fuck, I need to have all this done for my first sergeant. So me as staff sergeant, I'm going to tell. um uh, sergeant favaza to fucking hurry up because i gotta get this shit done
1: well yeah but then you know it's on management to say hey you know like hey higher ups this isn't a feasible timeline i need i need more time you know like as a manager as like a team leader a manager you're supposed to one manage your personnel but two you should be controlling or or giving influence on like the timeliness or the how and how and when you do the tasks You know, you got to give your input to higher ups because higher ups are just going to be like, Hey, yeah, I need this. And be like, Okay, I can get it to you in two weeks. You know, that's a feasible timeline, you know, considering Mm -hmm. all the things we would have to do to get whatever task, you know, or maybe, or maybe it's something as simple as like, Hey, you know, fucking look this up and I can have the information for you in five minutes. But
0: is that because they forget actually how the the human response time is and all they see from the glass house is it's
1: everything's being conditioned as, as they need it right now. Right. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like think of like the brigade commander, right? Like you have all these captains sitting around listening to the brigade commander and, you know, brig- you know, I'm pretty sure you've heard it before too. Like where the brigade commander's like, shit, I got to be careful what I say around these guys. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, I might be, you know, brigade commander's going to think out loud. But then all of a sudden, you know, those captains heard it and now they're, they're like, oh, we, we want to make the boss happy. So we're going to, we're going to like each of them, hear something different. So three of them go off and do three different things.
0: God, and it, no.
1: And it turns out that the brigade commander wanted none of those things. So now they just wasted time and time and effort because, you know, they, they thought, man, you know, they wanted to impress the boss. So, you know, they made, they made what they thought the boss wanted in an emergency. Mm-hmm. instead of just sitting back and be like okay like does he really want this you know and that's why you know ncos are there because we see this shit all the time and we're like sir it's not what he wants trust me
0: <laughs> you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: so there, you know there's the balance there but you know like the ncos would be like the would be like the assistant manager versus the officer being the manager like the assistant okay. manager is always going to be like the dude be like no I work closely with the guys. I know what they can and can't do. I've worked closely with the systems. I know what they, you know, what they, what they can and can't do, you know, where yeah. the managers, where the managers just come in and all his, all his job is just to manage people. He doesn't know how he doesn't know. He doesn't like, maybe doesn't know what the equipment does. You know, he just, on, on some piece of paper, he just says from A to B takes three hours, you know, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, but, but then you know a new task gets you know emptied in that new task maybe takes you know takes another hour but he forgets you know you got to you got to do A and B first and then B to C and then that's a four hour task all he's thinking is like well if I get another person to do B to C while other people are doing A to B it'll only take three hours still and it's like no that's not how that works system you know the NCO's is coming in saying no it's going to take four hours
0: so wait let me understand this like that was like a good example of a small version like of I would say like retail, but l- larger corporation or organization. We have the brigade commander and we have the, um, the sergeant major, but then we also have a brigade ops sergeant major. Now, how does that all play a, a role in influencing the the intent of the army?
1: Well, I mean, the, the ops sergeant or ops are majors backing up like the, the S3. You know,
0: so then that, does each one have to have a sergeant major?
3: No,
1: because you would think like an S six needs a sergeant major. No, you got to look at the weight of what the S three is. the The S three is logistics operations planning, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what the S three is. They that's why they have like they have co ops and fu ops. They have current operations and future operations. So in you know while the brigade commander and brigade sergeant major are running the brigade you know they're they're working with the leadership from each battalion right
3: the
1: s Mm. the s3 is the operations side of it so it's like you got so think of it as like you got your your brigade commander and sergeant major like a ceo yeah and then you have your operations which handle like the day-to-day right like okay i'm not sure what what title that would be in the civilian world but
0: like, like an ethics officer? No, no that, that would be
1: your, a... like your your GM. We'll just say yeah, your GM, your general manager. Okay, your GM is the guy is your like essentially your S three, right? And then your assistant GM would be like your ops arm, maybe. Okay, because like your GM, you like your 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 S three is like he's only fulfilling that role, you know, like all officers do. He's he's going to be in that position for like a year, and that's his development to like understand understand how a battalion works or how a brigade works and the inner workings and how planning goes at that level that's what he's there to learn and execute whereas Sergeant major has been in the army you know twice as long as that dude has you know and, and Sergeant major is just giving advice you know and basically Sergeant major kind of that's why Sergeant major would see like the op orders before you know like the the daily tasking orders before the s3 does so Sergeant major reviews it says this is good and then gives the blood, you know, gives the blessing to pass it on to the S three,
0: right? Well, then what about Raider three or whatever his fucking name is? Or the
1: that's the S three. Are you talking about the brigade commander?
0: Not the brigade commander, but there's like there's like a XO. Thank you. Yeah. So
1: I mean, the XO, the XO is like he he helps take some of the stuff off, right? Off Mm -hmm. off of the off the brigade commander's plate. So, like, the XO does more of, like, the logistical stuff, you know, where, you know, the, the brigade commander is looking at the big picture, they're like, hey, I want my brigade to do this. And then mm-hmm. the XO and the S3 work together and be like, okay. Because the XO does more logistical stuff, logistics, right? Like, XOs manage, like, the maintenance and the supplies and shit like that, whereas the S3 handles the planning and the execution. I gotcha. So, like the, the like, the S3 is... Hand, like handles the He's like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna task this battalion to do this and this battalion to do this and this battalion to do this <coughs> because they have the assets to do that while the xo is working on the maintenance he's like okay the xo brigade xo's job is to make sure like maintenance plans are being fucking taken care of um he's reviewing the brigade commander's you know schedule to make sure you know there's no conflicting in of interests of like okay the brigade commander needs to make this meeting i can cover down on this meeting and i'll get feedback
0: Okay, and and I feel like he's like the guy that that kind of decrypt. I want to say decrypt, like alters the language that we hand off to him for the brigade commander to actually understand.
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, he he works with the brigade commander, so he has kind of an insight of like how the brigade commander likes to receive information, right?
3: See, yes.
1: So it's like okay. So you may have that brigade commander that like, I love every fucking $10 word that you have to offer to me. Or there's some brigade commanders like, look, man, like I'm a Joe, like you fucking break it down to me, Barney style, Mm -hmm. you know, to where like, you know, like, like, you know, brigade commander can be like, Hey, write me a fucking two page paper with all the biggest words you can find that clearly, you know, tells me what the situation is or you know, or the brigade commander be like, "Hey, shoot me straight. Like, what's going on?" Be like, "Hey, gun broke. No bang bang." You know, and he's like, "Okay, well let's get let's get you know let's get gun fixed so we can go bang bang." You know, and then that that's what he does he says, "Okay, let's get it fixed." And then the brigade XO is like, "Okay, you know what's armament doing?" What are, there's like that. there? There's people like that because it's like you gotta you gotta look at your business, right? It's like okay. Mm-hmm. Like in order to get the best the best and true feedback, because like people will church things up and they'll hide it with words because words have meaning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like the simpler the simpler the word you use, the more understandable the, the situation is. Whereas like people were like, oh, this, this is in fact, uh, you know, indubitably and, you know, fucking, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you saying, dude? Or, you know, you try to read a paper and like some people use the big words and don't even know how to properly use them. Mm-hmm. you know that's why i always got in arguments about like when people would fluff up awards or fucking ncvrs you know bullets i was like why like the army has a writing style it's like hey you're supposed to write these awards you know as you speak so if you don't normally use these big fucking fluffer filler words then you don't use them why because it's like you know the brigade commander comes up to me and is like hey sergeant miles what's going on i'm like hey this is my problem. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and church it up with fucking big words I don't know, I know, I don't know how to use. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, he's gonna meet mi- he's gonna meet me on the same platform. He's not gonna sit here and use big words that I don't understand because then what he's trying to convey gets lost in translation.
0: Interesting. Right? Now, is is that the problem with like is that why out for with the XO he's conveying the information, one to stay. Consistent with the timeline, even if we're behind by a day, hoping that we would catch up, if that's one example of why using this language, the big words for some reason.
1: Some people just use it to belittle people, man. Like, it it depends on the personality. Mm. You know, like, I, I, you know, I mean, I've had, I've seen brigade commanders belittle the shit out of captains with language, you know, like, they, they, they will talk to them so smartly or so intelligently that they make that captain look fucking stupid. Wow. You know, and the, and you know, they'll walk out of meeting and be like, I was just insulted in the most intellectual way. <laughs> feel Like shit, you know, because they're like, I went to college and I'm a retard, you know, but mm-hmm. it's is what it is.
3: Yeah.
2: Thanks for joining us on this adventure of growth and discovery. If you're ready to achieve a sustainable transformation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And hey, if you've enjoyed the show and want to support it, take a moment to leave a podcast review on Apple or your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with us on social media for behind the scenes sneak peeks, inspiring quotes, and the latest updates. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search for YTS, the podcast. Until next time, remember, change is constant and transformation is inevitable. Embrace the journey and keep rocking your way towards a better you. Stay bold, stay curious, and stay true to yourself. See you next time on your Transformation
3: Station.